Welcome to the third episode of the Disney Cruise Line blog podcast. Today, we're going to discuss Disney's private island in the Bahamas, Castaway Key. Before the family joins me to talk about Castaway Key, let's go over some recent DCL news. Late last week, Disney Cruise Line introduced a seasonal pricing model for the Family Beach Cabanas at Castaway Key. Effective April 22, 2016, the Family Beach Cabana pricing will increase $50 to $599 a day. The seasonal increase will continue through the summer to September 24, 2016. From late September to early March 2017, the price will revert to $549. Guests with existing cabana reservations will be charged the rate they originally booked. Pricing for the Grand Family Cabana and the cabanas located at Serenity Bay remain unchanged at this time. Disney Cruise Line also altered their dress code for Palo. A new dress code now allows guests to wear jeans at Palo brunch and Palo dinner. The new dress code now reads, Guests are asked to preserve the ambiance of this fine dining venue. Dress pants, slacks, and collared shirts are recommended for men, and a dress shirt or pants and a blouse are recommended for women. Jeans may also be worn if in good condition. No holes. Please, no tank tops, swimsuit, swimsuit cover-up, shorts, hats, cutoffs, torn clothing, t-shirts, with offensive language and or graphics, flip-flops, or tennis shoes. Along with posting the article on the website, I also put up a Twitter poll asking, do you like Disney Cruise Line's dress code change allowing jeans to be worn? The simple yes or no response. Out of 320 votes, 74% voted no. Additionally on the site, there was a lively discussion in the comments, of which we'll provide a link in the show notes. Moving on to the last bit of news for the week, On April 21st, the Disney Fantasy came to the aid of a small capsized boat with three people clinging to the hull, approximately 40 miles north of Valadero, Cuba. They were brought on board and later transferred to the U.S. Coast Guard, which took them to Key West. In Key West, they were taken into custody by U.S. Marshals after being identified as fugitives who were wanted for violating their supervised release on federal credit card fraud charges in New Orleans, Louisiana. There's a video over on the website taken by a passenger on the Disney Fantasy, showing the fugitives being transferred to the U.S. Coast Guard vessel. That about wraps up the news for the week. Let's move on and welcome the family in to talk about Castaway Key. All right, the family is now joined to talk about Castaway Key. For those that don't really know, Castaway Key is located pretty much due east of Fort Lauderdale and north of Nassau in the Bahamas near Great Abaco. It was originally called Gorda Key back in the day before Disney rebranded it as Castaway Key. And I guess while we're on the subject of Key, that is the correct pronunciation. It's Key, not K. Yeah, K hurts my ears. Yeah, my friend at school says K a lot. One of the nice things about Castaway Key is the ships are able to dock right there, eliminating the need to tender to the island like places like you'd have to at Grand Cayman. So you're able to come and go as you please at any time. Just like any other port of call, once you arrive, you do have to wait until the local authorities clear the ship and allow you to go ashore. You need to take your key to the world and a photo ID, as that will be checked now at the new check booth they added. So Scott, with everything in life, there are pros and cons to everything, right? So there are things that you and Isabel and I like about Castaway Key, and there are things that we don't like. So we'll start with you. Okay, so Scott, what are the things, what would you say your pros and cons of Castaway Key are? Well, Castaway Key is sort of like a beachfront resort with all the amenities right there, most of which are all-inclusive. So you kind of just show up, you get to enjoy the beach, you don't have to worry about getting sand in your car. You can go back on the ship, clean up, or you can go hang out in a lounge chair, ride a bike. There's a lot of stuff to do, and you don't really have to worry about getting to and from, except walking or riding the tram back and forth to the ship. 
All right. So what don't you like about Castaway Key? Because it's not perfect. So what would you say? Hmm. Well, it seems more often than not, the water is a little too cool for my liking. I'll agree with that. Yep. And so water activities are almost canceled out. So it's what do you do on land besides just sit there and relax? Scott, any other cons for you? I'm pretty picky about water temperature. So while other people might find the water just fine, I like 80-ish degrees. And just to kind of give the listeners an idea, our first two cruises with Isabel were double dips. So we, you know, in two cruises went to Castaway Key four times. Um, you know, Scott and I had our first cruise on our honeymoon on the Wonder in 2005. And then we started cruising when Isabel was little. And our first two cruises were double dips. So we've been to Castaway Key a lot. So, you know, there is definitely something to be said about that. So I'm going to go with Isabel next. And she's our resident nine-year-old. Isabel, what are your pros? What do you love about Castaway Key? Scudder's Cove. Okay, we'll talk about that in a moment. What um, else? Definitely... The Pelican Plunge water slide, that is pretty cool. Okay. Um, the little jungle gym inside the water. Okay. I've only been on there once, but that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the monkey bars. It's like monkey bars. Yeah, I love monkey bars. I'm good at them. Mm-hmm. And Cookie's two bar queue? Okay. I don't remember which is which. Okay. And, and the time we had the cabana, the, definitely the cabana. And what would you say you don't like? What would be a con? Oh, no. Um, oh. When your mom makes you wear a wetsuit because the water's too cold? Yep. <laughs> yep, totally, totally. <laughs> I'm still going to do it. It's oh. better for you. Any other things that you don't like about Castaway Key? Um, anything else? Not really. So my answer is probably going to be a little bit longer than Scott and Isabel's. Um, there are things that I definitely like about Castaway Key. I like the fact that you have the employees from the ship that come down and work Castaway Key for the most part, with the exception of the people that live there. Um, because, you know, sometimes you get to see your servers and things, you know, from the ship. I like that. Um, I like the fact that you aren't required to go back to the ship to eat. I like the fact that Scott doesn't have to carry all of the things to the beach because, that's one of the reasons why we don't visit the beach a lot, even though with that we live in Florida, because we have to carry, you know, the the sunshade, the chairs, you know, floats, whatever. Um, so you don't have to do that in Castaway Key, which is nice. Um, and I like the fact that you're only there with people from the ship. So it's sort of more of an intimate setting. There's no locals there, um, you know, walking the beach trying to sell their wares to you. It's just, it's just nice. The beach is very well manicured. So some of the things I don't like about Castaway Key, honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the weather. I, we're originally from Ohio. We've lived in Florida for the past nine years. We are warm weather people. So the Bahamas is not exactly what we consider the warmest um, weather. So it's it's really touch and go. The water temperature is usually not very warm for Scott and I. Um, Isabel will put a wetsuit on if we don't feel like the temperature is good for her. But even trying to get in line at Pelican Plunge, which is a very fun water slide um, that you have to swim out to and then you're, you plunge into the water, it's, it gets cold when that wind's whipping on you. So we have a definite difference of cold and heat tolerance. Well, that kind of goes along with the fact that the island's pretty much due east of Fort Lauderdale. I mean, it's... It's definitely not like going to the Caribbean. What, Isabel? I have something to add on. Sure. I also like that there's a bike loop that you can rent a bike and... You can also go snorkel there, and their snorkeling trail is pretty awesome. You have some underwater things. And the bike loop, you can bike around the island and up to this tower, watchtower, that you can look around, and you can also see the ship. 
Yes. It's pretty cool. Great photo ops from there. I do. I agree with you, Isabel. I like the renting of the bikes. I think mm -hmm. it's a nice leisurely thing to do. Um, yeah. No, you're you're definitely right. And they have bikes for all ages. Yeah. And they even have the back seats if you're like a little kid. I mean, I think the big draw to Castaway Key is that it's Disney's private island, and so, you know, you know, people like that. We have tried to sign up for parasailing, parasailing several times, and it's always been canceled due to high winds. Um, we have also done the trike. Isabel and I did the one of those aqua trikes, which was yeah. fun. It's a lot of work, but it's fun. Yeah. And we would like the paddle boats kind of on our to-do list. We've snorkeled several times. Um, Scott, Isabel, and I, uh, and Pelican Plunge bikes and so on and so forth. So, yeah, definitely, definitely fun stuff. And also, sometimes, if you are really steady and not, like, all shaking in the water, fish will come by. And we have, I've seen some big fish and some tiny little sliver fish. And pe kids have been trying to catch them. <laughs> so... Don't go around kids if you want to see some fish. Right. Scott, anything else to add before we get to our listener questions? Yes, one of the... You don't have to pay for snorkel equipment. You can bring your own, but you do have to use one of the uh, inflatable life vests. You don't only have... To, if you have your own, though. If you have your own, it's a different story. Everything's free. Yeah, and please... When you're putting on your fins, if you feel that you need fins, please put them on and walk backwards into the water because we often enjoy watching people <laughs> try to walk in the water with their fins. I will give you one more con to Castaway Key. People really go after those hammocks. Um, they get there, they get off the ship, they put their towels down, and then they get in the water or do whatever. But honestly... Very few people use the hammocks, so it's kind of interesting. It's like a fight for the beach deck chair, you know, and people are fighting for the hammocks. So if you're not going to use the hammock, don't put your towel there. Don't put your stuff there. You know, it's not a place to store your, merchant, your you know, personal belongings. All right, Scott, would you like to do some reader questions from Twitter? Sure. So Colin is our first gentleman to ask a question. And he jokingly asks where the pri pirate treasure is. Um, but he also wants to know how the kids club work there. So, um, Isabel, would you like to talk about Scuttle's Cove a little bit? Yeah. So, Scuttle's Cove is basically the Oceaneers Club and Lab in, on Castaway Key. It is. There's lots of fun experiences there. Now, do the counselors that work on the ship also work in Scuttle's? Yes. Okay. They do. And does your Oceaneer band work in Scuttles as well. Yeah. Okay. What is there to do in Scuttles Cove? So sometimes, well, one time we had this boy versus girl thing. So you are invited to do it. You don't have to do it. You're not forced to. And there's fun little races. There's a capture the flag. And there's also a water play area. That's kind of like... So you're saying essentially that there's scheduled programming, but you're not forced to do it. Yeah, and also... There's also, in the back, not all the time they do this. Not every time we, I've been to Scudder's Cove, they've opened this, but this is the Dino Dig. And oh, yeah, that's fun, right? Yeah, it is really fun. Um, uh, and, yeah, so if you find something, I don't remember. If you find something, you get your name written down and what you want to be when you grow up. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. That sounds like fun. So um, just for the audience, I can tell you that usually when we go to Castaway Key, we kind of, except for the time we got the cabana, we kind of have the same procedure. We get off the ship, we go to a certain spot, and then Isabel plays in the sand and the water until lunchtime. Then we head over to Cookies, um, usually Cookies 2. That seems to way the way that it's just because of where we have been hanging out at. Um, and we have lunch, and then after lunch, we check Isabel's into Scuttle's Cove. Um, so we go and check her in there and give her an hour or so to play. And Scott and I have gone down to maybe one of the bars, or uh, a couple of times we've gone to Serenity Bay just to walk around. Uh, we've never actually used the beach and, 
you know, hung out there, the adult only beach, but we've gone down there. So, and then we usually pick her up and head back on the ship and it's always a good time on the ship because the line for the water slides are usually low and things. So we're typically back to the ship by two or two thirty on a castaway key day. So that's kind of how we do it every time. So um, anyways, Colin, I hope that answers your question about how the kids club work there. Okay, so Stephen Craythorn wants to talk about an up-to-date 5K uh, information, a conch cooler review, and cookies one or two, which is better. Scott? Let me answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> which, which one, two, or three do you want to answer, Scott? You want to talk about the 5K? No. <laughs> do you want to talk about the conch cooler? No. And how about cookies one or two? Whichever one's closer. <laughs> exactly. So, Stephen, cookies one and two both serve the same food. Um, so, whichever one's closer, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, as far as the conch cooler review, Scott and I have actually never got a conch cooler, which I know is essentially kind of like a Disney's version of a pina colada. We are not big frozen drink fans. Um, so, Scott has decided that on our next cruise, he's going to get one in the name of science, quote-unquote, but research research science research same um but we we are not sweet um drink drinkers scott's actually more of a beer guy i'm more of a wine champagne girl i'll get a mixed drink every once in a while i've even stopped getting every drink of the day because some of them are too sweet but um especially a frozen drink that's just that's just not really something that we do. But Stephen, follow back up with us um, at the end of June when we complete our next cruise. And maybe Scott will get one in the name of research. Um, as far as 5K info, I, I can talk about that because I just recently did the 5K again on our February cruise. So I decided I've run the Castaway Key 5K before. He and I decided in February when we took our cruise on the Magic, we did a little three-night cruise um, because Isabel was off of school, just decided to go ahead and do the 5K. So you go down to the Port Adventures desk on the ship and you sign up for it. Um, there is an age restriction on it, so all ages are not welcome. Um, they also don't want people with strollers running the 5K. Anyone can actually run the course. They're not going to stop you from actually doing it but you won't get the bib you won't get the medal at the end right just so that everyone knows it's of course free to sign up um we all meet down at the time of our group ticket uh, what it tells you what we happen to meet in fathoms scott and isabel came with me and we just you know sat in there and waited until everybody kind of got together and then we we got off of the ship as a group so the other after we were cleared by local authorities other guests were getting off the ship as well then we all kind of got off as a group so we all go walk down to the pelican point tram stop which is about a mile walk so it's a good warm-up for you know some people um that day scott and isabel went on and uh you know checked in for their cabana and we as a group you know, just kind of hung out there. The trail is, I have to say, very uninspired. And it's not Disney's fault. You essentially go up the bike trail, you know, the bike loop, come back, run down the um, way to Serenity Bay, come back, run back through the bike loop and come back. So to be perfectly honest with you, there's really not much to see. You're running on a road with tall trees and vegetation around you now in February it's not hot and it's not humid at all and there's water along the way um I mean I'm glad I did it it was a good you know 3.1 miles that day but you know it's it is what it is it's not it's not that I wouldn't put it on an excitement level and I will say I'm glad it, it was free and then at the end they give you your castaway key medal um, which is a plastic metal. It's fine. And that's it. So it takes me about just under a half an hour to run it. Um, and so Scott and Isabel were, were there at the end. 
I did buy the t-shirt because it was a nice um, champion, you know, dry fit shirt. But, uh, you know, it, it's okay. It's it's not a must do, but, you know, it's, it's certainly something that's fun. So, um, Chrissy Patterson wants to know if we have seen Captain Jack Sparrow come running out of nowhere on the adult beach or any other random character. Scott? Remember seeing Jack riding around in a golf cart? Yes, we have seen him running around in the golf cart. Chrissy, we have not really spent much time on the adult beach because we do travel with our daughter and we just check her into scuttles for a little bit. So, um, can't answer that question too, you know, too good for you. The random characters, pretty much what you see on the navigators is what you usually see out of Castaway Key. So, um, Scott, Patricia Edmonds wants to know the few times that she has been, they have offered drink specials. Are those random occurrences or are they set specials? Totally random. So sometimes at the conked out bar between like one and two, they'll say for the next hour, you know, all drinks are two for one. Um, we've been there for that. Scott and I have indulged in that before. It has to be, it's, it is two for one. So you know, it is a good deal, for example, if you're getting the drink of the day and you get two of them for the price of the drink of the day, which is four fifty. that's a great deal. Um, it's two beers, it's two well drinks, it's two whatever. So I would, I agree with Scott. It's definitely random occurrences. We have been there several times where they haven't offered them. Um, Scott, our next question comes from Tim Weston, and he wants to know, are the cabanas worth the money? Absolutely not. We recently talked about this in our uh, cabana review from February. It's not worth the actual price, but wow, it's great. It's great treat yourself kind of thing. Yeah, I would agree with Scott, Tim. Um, It's not worth $600, but it was amazing. And, you know, I would say that we probably had the best day we've ever had at Castaway Key. And we didn't even get in the water. So Isabel did. She had a wetsuit on because it was February. And we got into the water. But it was awesome just being kind of in your own secluded little beach hideaway. It was nice coming back from the 5K to be able to use the cool towels. And have a place to change. And to push a button and have the you know bartender come up to you. And you know have a quiet place to eat. Versus a picnic table. And have comfy chairs to sit in. And um I loved it. Would I do it again? Absolutely. But it is a splurge. I mean, that cabana was probably almost half of what we paid for the entire three-night cruise. So, um, Isabel, what are your thoughts on the cabana? Cabana was really fun. For the kids, it offers some sand toys. And there's a little shower. There's a hammock for your hammock lovers. And you did? You read your book from the hammock? I did. I then I went back to playing. Right. Um, the beach is really nice and quiet. And the cool thing is, it's not just like you're alone, you have your own beach. You also have other people. And so it's fun for me because I have people to play with. You got to meet some friends. <laughs> yeah. But you can do that on the family beach too yeah. as well. Um, Scott, Mikey, and DFW wants to know what the deal with the landing strip is. Used to be an active runway. Yeah, the drug smugglers really appreciated it. <laughs> awesome. Sounds legit. But it's not actively used as a runway for takeoffs and arrivals. It's more a tram driveway to Serenity Bay and part of the 5K course and bikes. Yeah, bikes. Okay, so Mad24960 would like to know about the history of Castaway before the mouse took over. I just kind of talked about it. There's way back, you know, there was talk about, you know, pirates use the island. And there was a time where, you know, people owned plots on the island. And it was also heavily used for a period of time in the drug smuggling trade and then you know in the 
mid nineties, DC Disney uh was able to lease the entire island for ninety nine years, which gave them pretty much substantial amount of control on what could be done and what they could do on the island. And that's kind of where it's at today. It's about a thousand acres, I think. Give yeah. or take. Yeah. But only a small portion of it is actually developed. Which, that makes it nice, I have to say. Um, Alright, so for our next question, Epcot Finn wants to know why it is so amazing and why he can never get enough of it. Um, you know, I think, Finn, that that is going to vary for everybody. Um, you know, everybody has their favorites, right? So, my favorite Caribbean island I've ever been to happens to be St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, I could go there all the time. I could retire there. I could work there. I happen to like it. I prefer it over Castaway Key. I prefer the weather. I prefer the water. I prefer the snorkeling. So, you know, the fact that you love Castaway Key is awesome. Um, St. John does not have that Disney magic, so to speak. So that could be part of it. Um, but I think that everybody has their favorite. Isabel, what What about you? Uh, um... I think it's pretty good, Ireland. I'm with Mom with my favorite island. I'm with her about the weather about St. John. I think their snorkeling is better. But it is a very fun family experience. Yes. And if you're alone, like just you and your husband and you and your wife and no kids, you can sit back and relax and enjoy it on the, the what's it called, beach? Serenity Bay. Yes, yeah, Serenity Bay. And you have no kids yelling, bothering you, splashing in the water, unless they're crazy adults. Which Wait, did you have that problem at St. John, though? I don't think we did. No, but there are sometimes But, you know, the, the thing is, is that at Castaway Key, you go up, you go to the food that's already included, the fruit that's already included, you go, you sit down. I, I mean, there's definitely some um, draw and attraction to that. Scott, what, what would you say? question why is it so amazing and why can i never get enough of it it's a private island with all the little disney touches you know it's not it's well maintained you know they definitely put the money into keeping it up it's not some rickety shack on the side of the beach with you know salt water showers to rinse off it's you know very nice clean places to go eat you know, the uh, couple bars on the island are not little shady huts. They're... There's actually a lot of bars on the island. I mean, if you think about it. And then there are some things that we haven't talked about. I mean, there's Indie Shade games where you can play basketball. Um, yeah. What else is there, Scott? Is there hopscotch there? I don't think We've so. never Ping-pong. actually done in the Shade. but There's volleyball courts, volleyball, a soccer court. Yeah. Um, there's a toddler splash area, which you can go to even if you're not a toddler. That's called Spring a Leak. Spring a Leak. It's fun. It's, Isabel's been there before. Um, there's, there really is a lot to do, uh, for, for families, for teens, for kids. It, it run, it does run the whole gamut. So it's for your whole family, <laughs> everything. very good on your Disney speak, Isabel. I'm very proud of you. Um, Scott, Annie Elstra wants to know, and, and this will be interesting coming some, from some Floridians, when are the best times to go for good water temps and comfortable ambient temps? Now, she's also from Florida, so keep that into consideration. Ooh, to get both of those at the same time. And I know we have a little bit of difference, so while you're thinking, I'm going to answer. So we've been to Castaway Key in January. We've been in February. We've been in March. We have been in June. We've been in August. We have been in October. We have been in December. So we have been in the majority of the months, okay? Um, I have been able and Isabel has been able to enjoy the water temperature in June, August, and October. I would say my favorite month, believe it or not, was August because it was hot. So the water temperature felt good when you got in there. Um, When we did a double dip, we actually had one cool day and one hot day. Um, and I enjoy when it's hot and getting in the water and it's refreshing. Isabel, 
has to wear a wetsuit if it's cooler, but she'll go in. So she'll she can pretty much. I wouldn't let her go in in December. No. Um, now Scott, on the other hand, he's a little bit different as far as water temperature goes. We have kind of forced him in on some months. But Scott, what would you say? I think to get the best of both worlds, ambient temperature and water temperature. I think October was that early October time. We've had some pretty good luck with the very. Still some warm water to go snorkeling and swimming. And yet the temperature has been pretty manageable with, you know, the humidity starts to drop by then too. So as you're walking around and spending the time on land, it's much more enjoyable, but you still also have some decent water temperatures. So I like August. You like October. We did go in all together in June. We did that. We did okay. Everybody was fine in June. Um, I can tell you guys for sure, Scott and I won't even put a toe in, in January or February. Um, that's Isabel. She did have her wetsuit on and went in the water, but she did. It was fine. It's a little bit different in the Caribbean because we've gone on a few spring break cruises and the Caribbean's warmer. Um, and we've done okay. It's not the same as going in the summer, but, um, you know, it's definitely warmer than the Bahamas because you're south. But, you know, I'm a summertime hot weather person. Scott is as well. But he he enjoyed October for that. So to answer your question, Annie, Scott's probably right. October is a very good time for um, good water temperatures and also comfortable ambient temperatures. So, yeah, we would recommend that. I know it's hurricane season and gets a bad rap, but, you know, good time to go. I mean, the weather changes all the time, too, so. Okay. So, Scott, next we have This Florida Life. She says, we've seen private cabanas and the water playground added over the years. Are there any additions you'd like to see in the future? My, what would be my dream addition? But I don't, it'd be interesting to see how it would even work with the number of people and potential demand and the amount of time, but. It would be awesome if there was a golf course on the island. Do you think they could fit 18, Scott, or do you think it would just be a nine hole? I mean, I'm pretty sure they could fit as many as they wanted to. Creative layout, however. I think it just comes down to the amount of people that would potentially want to play golf in the amount of hours you're on land, or you're at Castaway Key, to get a full round in. I'm going to kind of go... In the opposite of Danny's question, and I would not like to see them add any sort of hotel or overnight accommodations. I think that a lot of people ask for that, and one of the draws for people for Castaway Key is the fact that it is an attainable, quick getaway, Um, but I think if they were to add a hotel or a way that you could spend the night, that that would definitely draw back from it, so... Um, I would n- like to see them not build anything like that there. Um, just my personal opinion, but, you know, I think I think it's good that way. Why we're on the subject of what we would not like to see, to see, I would not like to see a second dock be built that would allow two ships to be there at one time. Yeah, Scott, Isabel, and I are definitely among the group that prefer the classic ships over the dream class ships and especially at castaway key because with the certainly with all the additions and the cookies too and you know all the new things it is a lot it's manageable with the big ships but it's it's more manageable with the smaller ships isabel isabel is there something that you would like to see added or that you would not like to see added to castaway key i have one to see added and not one to not see added perfect go for it Uh, so for the People that think the water is cold and stuff, like we were talking about the water tents, I feel like they should add a few hot tubs. And that would be weird, but I know everybody's laughing. I think it would be pretty nice to have some of that. Okay. If it's in the winter and you still want to go out and enjoy the island, but you're not going to go swimming, why have no time to go swimming? Like, if this is one of your first cruises and you don't really get to enjoy the island, 
go enjoy. So you're saying you can go in, get in the water, and freeze, but then be able to warm up in a hot tub. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I, if it was my, like if I ruled the hot tubs, I would say you could drink in there. Anything that you would not want to see built at Castwicky? There's only two gift shops and one behind any gift shop. No. So there are two questions here that we do not know the answers to. Um, one is by Darth Ricardo, and he wants to know what the construction on the northeast end of the dock is. Um, I, S- Scott, you don't know, right? I'd, ha- I'd have to see a pic. I'm not even picturing the location, to be honest with you. I mean, they recently added that security. Security, chaperone. yeah, but... Other than that, I don't know. And the other question was by Pruitt Travel, and they wanted to know if on the kids' ropes course, which is over the water, Isabel, you know, enjoys that, that they often close it for tide changes, um, which they did last June. Is it like that all year round? We don't know for sure. We assume that as the tide goes out that they would do that because then the kids wouldn't have the deep water to jump into. Minimum water depth. Yeah, minimum depth. For people that don't want to do the course, it's a fun way to jump in the water if you like jumping in the pools. Right. And stuff. Right. But if it's too shallow, you could get hurt. Yeah. So. Just working as a lifeguard as a kid, I know that at a lake, if the water was low, low a certain amount, you weren't allowed to use the diving board. So I'd imagine there's similar requirements for the rope course. Okay, so Chris Bean has two questions for us. One, Scott, he wants to know, are there any known plans to develop a portion of the remaining island not already developed? Known is the key word there. Right. So, um, Chris, not that we know about, but, you know, you never know. And then his other question is, where is the sunken Nautilus? He's looked on two separate occasions but can't find it. We have found all of the hidden items uh, snorkeling as a family. So, Scott, do you want to take that? Chris, first of all, I promise one of these days I'll put, I'll compile the video and uh, a little map on where everything's at. I've got the video. I just haven't put it together. But it is out there. It's If you're looking at the snorkeling lagoon, it's almost on the left side. And if while you're snorkeling around, you'll see big, uh, you know, buoy bags. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, some are white, I think some are orange. Where those, though, where you see those floating, those are kind of the major points of interest. So if you head towards that, your odds of seeing something unique are greatly increased. And Chris, if you want to cheat, and I'm not saying you should, but if you want to, the lifeguards will tell you where to go. Um, we have found Mickey every time we've snorkeled, but Minnie is a little tougher to find. Um, and one of the times Isabella and I just asked and they pointed us to the right direction. So, um, The trick with Minnie is never. it took so long to originally find it because I didn't think it would be so close to the shore <laughs> as it actually is. It's not out there like the other ones are pretty deep right you know snorkeling at castaway key is kind of fun i mean it is you know you're in your safe little area and but it can get busy and you know it's good it's very good for first-time snorkelers you know if you have a kid or someone who's never done it before castaway key is really a great place to to kind of you know start in and do that we're very lucky that you know, Isabel has been cruising since she's three and a half, and we started her snorkeling pretty much right after she could swim. Um, but it is—it's good for kids. I also think it's pretty important that you realize you need to be a pretty good swimmer to manage the entire snorkeling lagoon. Uh, once you kind of get out there, you can no longer stand. So unless unless you inflate your uh, Blow up those kids' vests. That's the way to do it. I mean, as good as the swimmer Isabella is, we still even partially inflate her vest so that she has a little help once she gets out there. Isabella, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, so if you're afraid of sea urchins, there's no sea urchins out there. So if you are scared to go out there because 
like you're not that great of a swimmer and you are still using the vest and you're still scared that it might pop or something, well, the sea urchins won't hurt you because there's no sea urchins out there. Very good. That's a that's an awesome, that's an Isabel tip. Don't even worry about those sea urchins. But in St. John, we saw a ton, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And there's not really any coral either. Right. I mean, there's some dead coral. coral. There's a lot of that. Castaway Key is definitely interesting. Yeah, you can you can definitely tell that it's not um, that there's a lot of man-made things to it. So again, very good for first time, you know, s cruisers and snorkelers and that alike. Okay, Scott, we're down to two more questions. So David Hill has a question. Um, he wants to know how does Castaway Key compare to the private islands of other cruise lines? Um, well, David, we don't. We've not been to any of the other cruise lines, private islands, so I cannot give an honest comparison. I think the main difference would be tendering. Tendering yeah. it, the majority of the other cruise lines, private islands, versus Disney, where they tie right up to the pier. But as far as what's included, what's not included, we. We, we don't have any experience with that. I mean, and certainly one of the things we didn't discuss is at Castaway Key, you can, they have excursions there. You can do stingray things. You can do glass bottom boats. You can do fishing excursions. There's a um, teen excursion. So there's definitely a lot to do there that you can pay more for. But you can also just get off the ship and go enjoy the beach and you know, pay for nothing, you know, eat lunch there. So you can kind of go whichever way you want. So, um, you know, as far as comparing to other cruise lines, I mean, Scott and Isabel and I don't know because we have only been on Disney Cruise Line. So, um, so our last question about Castaway Key comes from Tom Sands. And he wants us to talk about Castaway Key 5K info, which we did. Um, sending postcards, bringing your own snorkeling gear, Serenity Bay barbecue, and items to bring off the ship. Um, Tom, we always bring our own snorkel gear. Uh, once we found masks and snorkels, um, and actually Isabel and I have fins, but Scott does not uh, yet, we bring our own gear. So it's not that much room. We drive to the port, so that's, you know, space is not an issue for the Sanders family. And we plan on having a post and a podcast that is, you know, totally devoted to part, um, packing for your Disney cruise. So we'll talk about these things, but we definitely bring our own snorkel gear. Um, I think that I'll let Scott jump in here, but you still have to use the vest that Castaway Key provides you so that they know that you're snorkeling. Scott, am I missing anything here about this? Yeah, that's you, you do have to use one of you do have to be wearing one of those inflatable vests. But you don't have to blow it up. No, and you don't even need to go to the rental locations to get it. They're off and right at the entrances to the snorkel lagoon and near the uh, lifeguard stand. So don't have to go wait in line to go pick one up or do anything special. They're just readily available. As far as sending postcards, it's been a while since we've did that, Tom. Um, we had sent postcards um, where you, you know, we've bought postcards from the ship and then taken it to the post office to mail. I mean, it's been a while, but I do re recall it being cash only. Yeah. And they, they took U.S. money. Yeah. So it's, but it, it has been a while. Um, Castaway Key does offer those big coconuts that you can mail and things like that. And the other thing was Serenity Bay Barbecue. Now, we have not eaten there, but we've gone there a few times and kind of peered at the offerings. And there have been times where they have offered, I believe Scott and I, didn't we see once that there was steak that they offered? Um, like a sirloin that they had there that they didn't have at Cookies. That was a long time ago. I mean, it was. And then there were reports that... After they had lobster night on the ship, that they would bring the extra lobster tails there. But recently, when we checked, it's been exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Tom, we've never eaten down there because we eat with our daughter. Um, she's an only child. We enjoy spending time with her, so we just all eat lunch together at Cookies. Um, and actually, the last time we ate in our cabana, which was even better. But um, you know, 
the last two cruises, Scott has gone down there specifically to see if there were any other offerings and it was exactly the same. Um, we do add on our survey to change it up a little bit. So um, I know that we've had a, a couple of different things here and there. Um, they do call it Cookies Barbecue. Um, and Tom, the items to bring off the ship. You don't need to bring towels off the ship because you can get it at the dock. You should put your sunscreen on before you leave the ship, but then you should bring extra to reapply. And definitely you should reapply the... That's some, definitely some more sunscreen Yeah. to go over what you have. So try to not get sunburned, at least. Yeah, we see a lot of people that look like lobsters. Um, you can, you, sh you have to bring your key to the roll card, and if you're 18 or over, you have to bring your driver's license because they will check it before you get back on the ship or, or your passport, but they will check it. Um, you know, Customs is down there now. Um, to check that and you know if you're gonna sit in a hammock you should you know bring something to read or something to do you don't have to bring your navigator because there's someone there um, but yeah as far as things to to take off the ship with you that's that's what I would say so as far as castaway key goes um, I think we've pretty much covered you know what we know there's definitely a lot to do from free things to spending money on things from renting you know paddle boats aqua trikes bikes snorkel equipment doing excursions um, all of those things um, to the cabana which we probably could you know talk about that if, if someone wants to hear about that at a later date um, but you know, I like Castaway Key. I prefer it when it's hot, but, you know, it is definitely a fun place to go, and it's nice to go to a nice, safe beach that's well-groomed. Isabel, final thoughts? Um, it's actually something to share. In the book you get in your stateroom, there's a bedtime story for the kids about Castaway Key. She's right. There's It's a Disney, it's kind of the Disney version of it. Yeah, it's pretty but it, Scott has read to Isabel many times in her youth, and it is very nice. Scott, any last comments about Castaway Other things to bring with you are your cameras, because there are multiple photo ops and character meet and greets throughout the day. A waterproof camera is great. We have found that extremely useful, mostly for Disney cruises. However, don't be like Scott and forget to charge it or even better bring the charger am i right scott <laughs> yeah you should not leave your camera charger at home but you've done that so many times <laughs> we should have a packing list <laughs> so um you know uh in closing i will say that to Scott's surprise, yesterday I actually booked another cruise with a Florida resident rate. We're going to go ahead and go on an Eastern for our summertime vacation. Um, so we'll be making our trip back to Castaway Key. So, you know. Isabel's super excited about it. Um, I will admit one of the things I don't like on the fantasy is the fact that you don't get there and get off the ship till 9:45. So yeah, that's kind of late. I will definitely not be doing the Castaway Key 5K. No, no, no. So uh not on that one. But um yeah, that's all we have to that's all I have to and Isabel and I have to say about Castaway Key, Scott. I think there's something else that Disney doesn't really talk about. There are times where the ships are unable to dock at Castaway Key. Oh, scandalous. This is a scandalous discussion. But Scott, how often does that happen? In, in full honesty, you are tracking where the ships are every day, and people are always first to tell you, you know, if the ship doesn't dock there. I still feel that that is a very uncommon thing to happen. Well, true, it's uncommon. However, it does happen, and 
you just need to be able to manage expectations at that point because you're saying most people are not like you where you're clapping your hands hoping that you miss castaway key so you can have an extra c day i love c days (laughs) i I, I can i completely understand why it would drive people down to guest services i will tell you that one of the things that i I know that you feel this way too, but I know one of the things I don't like about Castaway Key is that it's the last day. I prefer to end a cruise on a sea day every time. So I know, Scott, that that's one of the things that you talk about that you're not a big fan of with Castaway Key. Well, that's what's great about the Four Nights on the Dream is the last day is now a sea day. That would make you like Castaway Key better. Absolutely. There were times where you are out having a great day and then you come in and you have to get ready not only for the evening but also to pack up your suitcase and it's just not fun it was nice i hope you enjoyed our podcast tonight about castaway key and let us know if there are any future topics you would like to discuss hopefully we'll be talking to you sooner about our upcoming fantasy cruise in 53 days you can connect with the show via the comments on the website Twitter at the DCL blog or give us a call at 321-765-3252 with questions, comments, or feedback.